Okay, here we go, guys. Welcome back. Andy, Ricky, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. Hey, good to see you. Yeah. Cold morning. <laughs> yeah, it's chilly here, 39, so it's not cool for almost June. <laughs> kind of weird with June, June 1st starting on Monday, and we had a 39-degree morning here. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, um, yeah, we want to welcome everyone to the 16th episode now for the A is A uh, podcast where we believe truth is a cornerstone to your success. And um, we have a really chill conversation today for everyone listening. Um, we're going to be getting into what the three of us eat on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, sort of dive into that, have fun with it. Maybe some cool insights uh, for people listening and um, give yeah. you some ideas. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully give some people uh, ideas if they're looking for some new things to eat or um, some just new meals to try. Um, and, uh, and I'll say too, this is, um, what we eat in a day. Uh, and I have in parentheses, I wrote lately because for me, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I change based on the season. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this, we could do a, what we eat in a day episode in summer, fall, winter, spring, and it'd be different for me. I mean, I do eat a lot of the same things, but, um, I get on kicks of certain foods that I like for a month or two. And I think everyone is like this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, next month I'm kind of sick of that and I get on some other kick or whatever. So the things that I've written down here are mostly things that I've been eating lately, like for the last month or so. Um, and then a month or two from now, it'll probably be a different list, but, um, I'm curious to see like, cause we all strive for optimal health and we all try to eat healthy and take care of ourselves. So I'm really curious to see how similar we are and how different we are. Cause there's going to be a lot of differences, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, first off, before we get into like specific meals, I was thinking maybe we just say really quick how we typically eat as far as like, um, so for me, I off, I usually eat smaller meals throughout the day. I'm sort of a grazer. I'm the sort of person who eats at least like six small meals a day. And not because that was like the advice that was pushed on us in the eighties. That's just <laughs> what I've like naturally come to enjoy. I like eating and I like kind of like spreading it out throughout the day. It's mm. just something I've always done um, for the most part. Um, and typically I stick around like 3000 or 3,500 calories. That's just what my body tends to need on a daily basis. I've found to maintain my weight, mm -hmm. um, not gain weight, not lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, but that changes too. I mean, Josh, you know, like I'll go for months where I do intermittent fasting where I'm only eating like one or two meals a day. Um, kind of like, I know Ricky, that's your style. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've done fasts and stuff. So again, this is what we eat in a day lately. And lately I've been on the six meal a day sort of thing. So how about you guys? Where do you fall on that? Um, yeah, like I, I definitely get my core three big meals in per day mm -hmm. with grazing and um, yeah, I should have said that too, actually, Josh is yeah. when I say six small things, I tend to have like, a like three bigger things with like three smaller things, kind of like, like okay. big, small, big, small, that tends to be my pattern. Yeah. And that's similar for me. So like one thing I want everyone to know, and this has worked really well for me for years is I generally don't eat until like 10 or 11 in the morning. Um, because I try to get most of my creative work and um, deep thought stuff done um, before I have a belly full of food. 
um, it, that generally slows me down, like after cognitively, like after I have my first meal at 10 or 11, maybe 12 sometimes, um, you know, I'm not going to be probably writing as effectively or as creative. Um, you know, we can train clients just fine and do 95% of things. But as soon as that first meal comes in, it's interesting with me, like, um, creativity changes. So, Yeah. Hmm. But no, I, uh, I definitely will eat, you know, I'll start off generally with a pretty good sized meal. A lot of times I already, I, I've already trained. And so if I train in the morning at eight or nine, um, nine 30, and then I eat at 10 30, not only is that filling me up for, from the training session, but it's my first meal of the day too. So, hmm. um, and then I graze a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple different styles. Uh, normally it is, I stick to like a one meal a day type of diet because I feel better whenever I eat one big meal per day. Generally, I like recently I've been doing it in the evening. So whenever I get home from work, I'll, I'll have like my shake, uh, my chicken, I'll have all my fruits, veggies, everything all in that one meal. Wow. Yeah. And and it just fills me up and I feel satisfied. And then I generally just go to bed pretty much right after. Mm-hmm. So that, that works for me. But there are other times where I like to optimize my nutrition around my workout. Mm-hmm. And there are times where... What time of day do you work out, Ricky? Oh, I work out very early. Okay. I work out around 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So basically when I get up in the morning, I always have my vitamins in the morning, like my supplements and stuff like that. I have water or something. Uh, I do make a apple cider vinegar and, um, lemon water, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy. And, uh, and if I'm doing my meal in the morning, I'll also have make my shake. So I'll have like a shake slash smoothie prior to my workout. And then after my workout is where I have like my, my chicken eggs and, um, and broccoli. Mm-hmm. So I kind of eat around my workout, but still within a very narrow window of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I generally keep, yeah, I generally keep my workouts to about 45 minutes to 60 minutes. On, on a day that so. you do that, where you eat around your morning workout, do you stick to the one meal a day or would you still have that PM dinner typically? Mm-hmm. No, that would still be like a one meal if you count it as that. Cause I count it technically as like two meals right. before and after. Yeah. So it's separated by like about an hour or an hour and a half of time, but still within a four hour feeding window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I still try to keep that one big meal and that's kind of my split. Either I eat after work or I try to eat around my workout and it just depends on what method I'm doing. So if your workout is at six in the morning, Ricky, you're saying that you're after your workout and then that's your one big meal. Yep. And then you're done. And I'm done. Yeah. Day. So if you work out water the rest of the though, day, oh, if you I, six I, in the morning though, you're I, eating, um, you're eating like something at 5 AM or 5 30 AM. And then something after is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Normally I'll drink my, um, smoothie on the way to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then at the gym is where I have my lemon water and apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. you know, water. Mm-hmm. So I drink that while I work out. And then afterwards is where I have kind of like, you know, I'd say my, my whole, my single ingredient foods that's not blended up or anything. It's just like, you know, traditional food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow. And, and so I'm very intrigued by this first off. Like, so then if you're done eating at like 8.30, let's say, with your, with your big yeah. meal, you're, you're not eating again till breakfast maybe the next day. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. And you weigh how much? 175? I, yeah, I, I range right around like 178 to 172 generally. And you're carrying a lot of muscle. And that's very interesting. Like, I'd be curious to see what the calories, you know, Andy, what I'm saying, like the calories he's taken in with that. Yeah. I wonder if Ricky knows like roughly what your calorie count is per day. I do actually, I, I track it using the, um, what is it? My fitness pal. Yeah. That's the name of the app that I like to use. Uh Um, and my, my calories per day generally is right around 2,300. Wow. Yeah, I know. Much lower than you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I also, so I wanted to figure out why. Because, you know, we work out like in the gym roughly the same amount of time, like yeah. roughly 40 to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what I found out is like my steps per day mm-hmm. are only around 3,000 to 4,000. Yeah. So yeah. my activity level compared to you guys. There's a lot of uh, desk work in your in your job. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sitting around, you know, typing on a computer. So I was like, I was like, yeah, that's why I think whenever we do this, you know, the easy fit challenge, yeah. where I'm I'm almost going to add about two miles a day mm-hmm. to to my steps. So that's another. That's almost doubling my steps per day. Right. Right. And I and I'm going to try to keep the same calories. I feel like I'm going to be hungry. Cause I feel like I'm going to be burning an extra, however many calories from that. But mm-hmm. I just want to see how that affects me and see how effective the workout, uh, how effective the challenge is mm-hmm. keeping my same diet that I do on my regular number of steps. Yeah. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, that, that's very interesting because like you're, yeah, you're, so you're overlook overall workload in a day physically you're saying is quite low, even though you're working out for 40 to 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. That's interesting because like, so if you take like where, where I am and what I'll do with the 90 minute jiu-jitsu sessions and then strength training, and then maybe just walking five to 10 miles a week and playing outside and gardening, like, where I am with that three to 3,500 calories may seem to people like that's a lot more, but mm. in reality, it's probably less <laughs> yeah. from what I'm burning. You know? yep. And so, yeah, it's the same for me. I mean, like Josh, you and I have a very similar schedule where, you know, if it's not a workout day for me, I'm still at the gym training clients yeah. and I'm usually doing exercises along with them and carrying yeah, the weights around and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'll go for four or five hours in the gym where I'm, usually I'm doing a lot of exercises alongside my clients and working out right along with them. I don't consider it a workout because I'm going at a lower level and just kind of demonstrating movements and stuff and picking and choosing what I want to do, but I'm moving all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, this past Wednesday, um, I had to train clients in the evening, but I spent all morning outside rock climbing and hiking around the woods and stuff. And I don't even like consider that a workout day. That's just kind of a, I went outside and had fun, but I was out hiking and rock climbing for six hours before I went to work and then was in the gym with clients and stuff. So I think that's where my 3000 to 3,500 calories ends up coming from. Yeah. And what you're saying, Andy, um, and you say it quite humbly, like when you're working out with clients, like on and off for four hours, like 
you're you're not going intensely, right? But it's still you're working out lunges, step ups, chin ups, overhead presses. Like you're moving in a flow like state yep. of what you consider low low level or low intensity. But when you're doing that, I watch this. I see you doing this all the time for like three or four hours straight, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that wasn't your workout for the day. Like right, right. Yeah, that comes later at my my own time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah, all different there. I'm so fascinated to see, it looks like we lost Ricky for a second, but mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated to see, um, and I think this is going to be awesome for anyone listening, because uh, I think we all do really well with our diet. We've got it tailored to ourselves. We all eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, how different we are and like what the similarities are, like what are the things that we're all doing that are the same, that might be the keys that, you know, like for example, for me, one of the big things is prioritizing protein. I like to make sure that I get at least a hundred grams of protein a day, but usually it's up to like upwards of 150 a day. Um, And there's protein in every single one of my meals, even like the little small snacks. Um, I'm curious to see what Ricky gets when he (laughs) gets back on the call here. Um, He disconnected, but uh, I'm curious to see what he gets. uh, If he's only eating one meal a day, as far as his protein goes, because eating 100 to 150 grams of protein in a single meal is really hard. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's getting like, 80 grams or so, or 60 even, I don't know. Yeah, but that's even, that's still a lot. Like, that's why I'm very interested with the amount of muscle that he carries and how strong he is with with the lack of what I call lack of calories slash, like you said, like how do you get 100 grams of protein in with that one or one and a half meals, you know? Yeah. Um, and and then do you even digest that? Like, can you take in 100? You definitely probably can, oh. but can you digest it? So that's actually, that's an interesting uh, point that maybe we can talk about real quick while, while Ricky's getting back on the call. Um, he just texted me and said, I lost you guys. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we need to resend him the link or anything. He should be able to just get right back on, I believe. Yeah. Yep. But I'll, I'll just talk about that for a second. Then the, uh, the protein thing, yep. that's kind of a, a myth. You know, it used to be, um, it used to be, uh, you know, kind of pushed that you could only absorb, they would say, or digest Mm -hmm. 20 to 25 grams of protein at a time. Mm -hmm. And so they tell you, you know, if you're trying to get a hundred grams of protein in a day, make sure you take in like 20 here, 20 here, 20 here, 20 here, spread throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been put to rest by a lot of current research. Really? I mean, yeah, you can, you can take in a massive amount. You know, if you take in, I don't know who would do this because it would be really hard to do. But if you took in a hundred grams of protein in one meal, mm-hmm. it's not as if you're only going to digest and absorb 20 or 30 grams and then just excrete the other 70. Okay. Um, it's going to digest slowly over a period of many, many hours. And it's all going to make its way into your body eventually. Really? It's not just going to like reject those calories and excrete them out later. Um, that whole I guess I'll call it a myth, um, was kind of pushed by supplement companies a lot who are just trying to sell you on, you know, if you're trying to get 20 grams of protein at a time spread all throughout the day, then you're going to be buying more protein bars, protein shakes, all these things that the, uh, the supplement companies are trying to sell you. Um, I remember back, uh, when I first got into this 20 years ago and when supplement companies were huge and it was like, Oh, you have to have your, your, this, this protein shake pre-workout and, this protein shake post-workout and this protein shake before bed. And they really tried to push that message to sell more of their product. Yeah. And I, that's been pretty thoroughly debunked. Oh, wow. See, and that's even news to me. Like, you know, um, 
obviously I'm getting my protein from the six, you know, meals spread out throughout the day, just fine. But I didn't know that. Like I was still on that train of like 30, 40 grams and then beyond that because it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt the same. I mean, I still stick to only like, you know, 20 to 30 grams at a time. Um, but that's because I eat all throughout the day. Sure. If I was going to do one meal a day, I'd probably try to get like, I don't know, at least 60 grams in that meal. Um, yep. uh, 60 to 70, which would be hard, but. <laughs> you know, but it's interesting, like in what Ricky said with his steps and activity levels, like I know for myself, if I'm on a few days of rest or minimal exercise, um, which for me would be maybe the 40 minutes or whatnot, and I'm sitting a lot or just watching movies or it's raining out and I'm reading and I'm really what I consider not doing a lot physically, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not as hungry at all. Like I don't find myself oh. eating nearly as much just yeah. naturally. But my normal day to day, it's almost like I can't eat enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's just because of what we burn, you know? So, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm not sure if we're going to get Ricky back on here soon. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him to respond to you. I'm not sure what's going on. So, <laughs> well, I can, uh, if you want to, I can, we could start listing a few of the things that we like to eat. Some of the things that are kind of on our, our menus lately. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh oh here we go hold on a second hey ricky <laughs> he's back <laughs> the, show, the show can go on <laughs> yay what what happened while i was gone guys well, what i miss I, I was just talking about i'm kind of curious because one of the things I, I i'm really curious to see how similar we are versus how different and mm -hmm. you know we've all got our things that work for us so it's kind of cool to see that there's not like one set way that people have to eat like there, there are lots of different ways that could work for different people. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was just talking about was protein. Like I, I prioritize protein. I try to get at least a hundred grams a day. Okay. Um, and I'm curious with you eating only one meal a day, do you know what your protein intake is? Uh, do you get like a lot in that one meal? I mean, is it like 60 to 80 or even a hundred grams in that one meal? Or are you on the lower protein side? Uh, my protein is much higher actually. I, I go for 0.8 to like 1.2 grams of my body weight. Okay. So, yep. so basically I weigh, let's say 170 pounds. If I want to do one gram per pound, that'd be 170 grams per day. Mm -hmm. And I think on my current, current diet, I wrote, I didn't write it down, but I'm, I'm right around 175 or 176 grams. And you're getting that in one meal then? In one meal. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, that will fill you up for a while. And that's what I was just talking about, Josh. Like, you know, we were, I was, we were mentioning while you're off Ricky, that, uh, it's kind of a myth that you have to, that you can only absorb or digest 20 to 30 grams of protein a day. Yeah. You know, that was kind of pushed by supplement companies who are trying to sell you shakes and bars that you can consume all day long. Yeah. Um, and that's been pretty thoroughly debunked. You can get all of your protein spread throughout the day, or you can get it all in one meal. Um, your body will make use of it exactly the same either way. It'll have right. a different hormonal response, but your body will make use of it either way that you want to do it. So, you know, I was just saying like lately with my 3,500 calories a day, I take in about 150 to 170, maybe even grams of protein a day, which is my body weight. You know, I weigh, I weigh 165. Mm -hmm. so we're doing pretty much the same thing. I'm just spreading it out and you're eating it at one time. Yeah, pretty much. And I, and I say we both have pretty similar results and we're both very high healthy individuals. So yeah, yeah I, I always thought that was a pretty big myth. I mean, I understand where they say that 
okay, they did studies where if you spread out your meals over the course of the day, your muscles will utilize the protein more efficiently. And they saw like, it was, it was like almost a negligible amount of difference in muscle development versus eating it in one meal. Yep. Didn't make a difference at all. Yeah. So it was like, okay, yes, it's slightly better. And people are like, oh man, that one little bit is, you know, that that's, what's really going to change everything. And that's, what's really going to get you those results. But really, I think just being consistent and eating enough protein Mm-hmm. is really the most important thing. And I know most people don't even come close to the amount of protein you and I are eating. That's when I do the nutrition consults with people, nutrition coaching, one of the biggest things that I have to harp on is increasing protein content. Because mm-hmm. when I look at people's food logs, it's amazing to me how many people are eating 30, 40, 45 grams of protein a day. Yep. And it, a lot of these people are weight loss clients who are trying to lose weight. And sometimes just that simple change of going from 40 grams of protein a day to 80 or 100 is enough to see effortless weight loss just because it's so much more satiating. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it really changes the rest of your, uh, your eating as far you're not making up for it with other calories that aren't as useful for your body. Yep. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay. So we can, um, jump into some of the meals that we like, maybe we'll just kind of like keep going back and forth with this instead of, instead of me telling, telling you everything I eat, you know, <laughs> Wait, we're not, we're not doing fat splits, like how much fat or carbs we eat. Okay. Yeah. Let's hit that too. Then, um, <laughs> So my, and again, this is, uh, this changes, you know, sometimes I go on a full on ketogenic diet where I'm eating all protein and fat and I'm keeping carbs as low as possible. Mm-hmm. Lately though, since I'm talking about how I'm eating right now, um, in the last month, I've been a little bit higher carbohydrate than usual. Um, mm-hmm. it's been a pretty mixed diet for me. I'll probably end up doing a low carb diet. And again, in another month or two, I do it every season pretty much, but, um, yeah, typically the way that I'm eating right now is if I'm eating, let's say six or seven small meals throughout the day, half of those will be low carb. They'll be just healthy fats, healthy proteins. And that's kind of what I stick to. That's what I consider like usually the healthiest meal. Um, but the other three of those meals, you know, the other half of those meals are going to be a, a more carbohydrate rich meal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love low, lower carbohydrate diets. I think they are very healthy, but I don't, I'm not someone who just, uh, completely eliminates carbs, you know, forever. I I do think they have a place and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't like the idea of eliminating an entire macro group. (laughs) I don't like that restrictive with my diet. And I mean, I, I can understand why people do, but it's, it's really not necessary. No. Um, but I, I would say for fat content, because I normally prioritize protein and then I prioritize fat and then whatever's remaining is my carbs. Exactly. Same. So, so my fat, I like to intake at least 20 to 30% of my calories from fat sources. Mm -hmm. And so again, I eat 170 something grams of protein, about 20 to 30% of my calories come from fat and whatever's left over. You just fill in with some healthy carbs. Yeah. Like fruits and veggies. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think we all kind of do the same thing there. Are you similar to that, Josh? Yeah, like you, I'm definitely not at the level where you guys are tracking the the amounts or percentages. But like Andy, like you've helped me in the past, you know, with food journals and different kinds of things. But yeah, I'm definitely, I'm probably like a 30, 30, 30 split. Um, yeah. I'll definitely go lower carb at certain times when I feel like it, I guess. Um, yeah. And then higher fats. Um but yeah, you know, as far as protein, I, I would say I'm probably 
of the 120 to 140 range. I don't think I'm at one gram per pound body weight, but um, you know, just under that for sure. Because those three me- meals I'm getting are probably in that 35 range per meal. So that's what 105 right there plus snacks. So okay. yeah. Well, if we start uh, start talking about some of our meals, I guess if I'm doing a what I eat in a day meal, I have to kick it off with what I'm famous for, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, my, my breakfast is very, very weird. Um, yeah. It always takes people by surprise. But for the last in literally 20 years now, um, ever since I was probably about, you know, I'm turning 40 this month. So and I think ever since I was about 20, maybe 21, 22 I started eating dark chocolate for breakfast mm-hmm. and I've literally, and I mean that word <laughs> literally eaten dark chocolate for breakfast pretty much every single day um, for the last 20 years, uh, along with a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a long time ago that uh, the fats that you get from dark chocolate, primarily stearic acid, mm-hmm. and then um, some of the other really great things that are found in cacao, some of the polyphenol antioxidants and um, uh, some other molecules that are in there. PQQ is a really interesting one. Um, there's a lot of health benefits to dark chocolate. Um, so dark chocolate for my healthy fats, usually with a little bit of fish oil for some more healthy fats. And then uh, a whey protein shake has been my breakfast for the last 20 years. Um, so um, Andy, sounds, sounds really weird to have dark chocolate for breakfast. It sounds unhealthy, but I'll just mention that when I say dark chocolate, I'm eating 90% dark chocolate. Yep. Um, and the, the higher the percentage, that just means there's less sugar. So if you're eating like, you know, a, a, a Hershey's milk chocolate bar is going to be like, you know, I don't even know what percentage that would be. It's probably 40%, mm-hmm. you know, chocolate and it's got a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And then if you eat a 60% dark chocolate bar, that's got a little less sugar, 75, 80% has less sugar. So my 90% dark chocolate bar is pretty much just all good, healthy fats with very little sugar. And then I have my protein alongside it. And that way I get a nice high protein, high fat meal to start my day. Yeah. And I want to be, I want people to understand when they're choosing a dark chocolate, like you said, 90, 85 to 90% and up. Um, and then what is it? Soy lecithin, or if I'm pronouncing that right. Soy. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, try, I try to limit soy in my diet. So I don't want to have, you know, most dark chocolate bars are made with some form of lecithin to help them. That that's an ingredient that helps emulsify the 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 fats, and um, I think it gives the chocolate a bit of a more a nicer texture usually. Mm-hmm. So they usually use some sort of lecithin in the chocolate bar, um, and I try to find ones that don't have soy lecithin because I try to limit the amount of soy that I take in. Yep. I don't think it makes too big of a difference, but I there's plenty of chocolate bars out there that don't have soy lecithin they might either have sunflower lecithin or they might have no lecithin at all mm-hmm. and that's what i eat is the the dark chocolate bars that just don't they just they have no lecithin in them and in the dark chocolate brand that you're eating mostly is uh linden right 90 yeah lint yeah it kind of it's it's funny because that's just like a considered a candy company and yep. it is like most of what they make is candy but they do have a 90% dark chocolate bar that's very clean. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other really healthy dark chocolate bars out there. So I'll mix it up on occasion. There's uh, the, the local supermarkets have maybe four or five that I rotate between, but they're all 85% dark or darker. Okay. And then on your protein powder, because I think people would like 
to know yeah. like what are you because I know that me and you were taking in our uh, garden of life the uh the pea yeah. and brown rice protein for a little while there um I, yeah. I haven't been on that for like a year now um what yeah, are you either. yeah what do you take what are you using for protein powder so I, I stick with whey protein. I, I do really think that that's the most bioavailable, has the best amino acid profile. It's the, just one of the cleanest and healthiest forms of protein you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important thing to me there is most whey proteins you find in a, a you know, a supplement store or whatever are, um, they've got artificial sweeteners and colors and flavors in them to try to make them taste better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the quality might not be the best as far as, um, where the dairy is coming from. Mm-hmm. So the brand that I personally use is, is called V thrive, but there's, there's many of them out there, but I, what I go for is, um, an organic grass fed mm-hmm. whey protein, you know, just as if I was buying any dairy product or anything from, you know, or any, uh, anything from like the, the meat and cattle industry, I'm looking for grass fed, yep. mm-hmm. um, and organic. Yep. So the one that I get is the only ingredients in there are, organic grass-fed whey protein. And then there, um, I don't know what other ingredients are in there, but it's, it's a very clean product. There's maybe some vanilla extract to give it some flavor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think a little bit of stevia, which gives it a little bit of sweetness without adding any sugar. Mm -hmm. It's a very clean product. Mm Um, yep. That's, that's my go-to protein shake now. And probably what I'll keep using for a long time. I imagine. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, my day, let's see, first meal, um, like I said, I'm, I'm up at like six, six thirty, um, and I'll take a supplement called Ion Biome. So I O N B I O M E by Dr. Zach Bush. Um, it's for the gut microbiome. Hmm. So I'll take probiotic, prebiotic sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you know, I'll start my day off introducing that into my gut with, um, probably 16 ounces of water and then I'll take a vitamin D supplement. And then I just sort of let that sit, you know, until 10, 11 in the morning, um, in which I'll have my full, um, first full big meal, um, which for me is just a bunch of whole foods. Um, so like this morning will be, um, chicken. I'll have organic sour cream on there with some sweet potato, not much, but some macadamia nuts I'll throw in there, a handful of lettuce, olive oil, sea salt. And then I'm a huge, huge fan of ginger and garlic. Um, Mm -hmm. I eat a lot of ginger and garlic. Um, Probably three times a day, I'll put those in my meals. Um, I've never actually cooked with ginger, but is that what you do? No, no. Or... No, I just buy it at um, the grocery store and I shred it. Um, okay. Keep it in the freezer. I'll take it out, thaw it a piece, and I'll shred it into a bowl. And every three or four days, when that runs out, I'll shred more, and I just keep replacing it. So I'm putting shredded garlic or shredded um, ginger. Yep. Oh, nice. Um, and so yeah, I I'm pretty. Uh, people always see me eating out of a bowl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. Yeah. Like a big bowl. <laughs> so, big Tyrex uh, containers, yeah. Or yeah, glass containers, yeah. Exactly. So all of that will go into my breakfast. I'm trying to think what else is in there. That's For this morning, that's what that'll be. I already made it, actually. So I'll go in after this and eat that. But um, I just, you know, fork and knife and go to town. And that's my first meal. And then generally an hour after that, again, this is dependent on my training and life in general, but 
Then I go to something similar, Andy, to what you do. I'll eat a half a bar, a dark chocolate. Um, and then generally I'll either put in a go macro bar with that, um, goat's milk, potentially I drink like a gallon of raw goat's milk per week. Um, or sometimes just the chocolate. So it all depends what I want for calories, but that's an hour after my main meal. Nice. Okay. Yep. Ricky, uh, if you were starting, let's say it was a workout day where you were going to do the, um, the 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 smoothie or whatever beforehand and then you were going to eat after like what's the the pre-workout meal look like for you all right yeah i was actually just running through it in my head to try to like write it down because i haven't i haven't done it for a little bit okay um so i actually do i have a multivitamin so i take all my vitamins and stuff in the morning mm-hmm. uh, i do a multivitamin vitamin d i do my magnesium my ashwagandha and my fish oil mm-hmm. all all in the morning I, uh, I just take it with water. I have about eight ounces of coffee in the morning. So I do brew some coffee and I have that sometimes on the way to the gym or I try to finish it at home. Uh, I normally will actually, I think I misspoke earlier. I actually do have my two to three eggs, uh, prior to the gym. I also have a, a bagel, but my bagel is a, it's a special one. It's like kind of one of those, um, you know how like there's like the Ezekiel bread, Mm-hmm. Where it's like the crushed grains. Well, they have, um, there's a really good company called Alvarado street bakery and they make the same, that type of bagel essentially, which has like 10 grams of protein and it's all like whole grains just kind of smushed together and they're, they taste pretty good. And it gets me that, uh, does that company make, uh, like granolas and cereals too? I think I've seen I don't know. I'd have to look into they're, what other, their, their other products company sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I love it. And so I actually, that's kind of like my, my cheat in the day is that, is that bagel and I have organic cream cheese and I cook my eggs in organic butter. So I don't use any of those fake oil sprays or any other crap like that. And then I also prep my shake in the morning and, and my shake slash smoothie is, I guess, a little unique. I don't know if, how many people would like it, but I, I really enjoy it. It's, um, I weigh everything out. It's actually, I know I'm like, I'm kind of like a freak. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about that. I, I have my little food scale, uh, but it's five ounces of mixed berries I do about 170 grams of spinach, of organic spinach. I do two ounces of chia seeds. Mm-hmm. And I also have my, my protein powder, which I use Vega Sport. Because yeah, I, I love, I, w- I wish I could consume whey, but I have an intolerance to it. Yep, that's kind and, of, yeah. and I get like very bad bloating. And it's like, and I'm just normally in a lot of discomfort. So I found the best like vegan protein powder that I could. And so I go with Vega sport protein powder. I like chocolate. So I use the chocolate protein powder and I also add about one ounce of uh, peanuts to it as well. Okay. You just blend all that up. I blend all of it together and I mix it with water. I also put like X amount of water in there, blend it all up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's my shake and I love it. Cool. And what's your thought process behind that? It kind of sounds like you're just going for, um, you're really loading up on as many different micronutrients and stuff as you can. You've got a lot of nutritious components that you've kind of all mixed in there. So you're yeah. kind of creating your own like little health smoothie mix of like micronutrients and multivitamins and minerals and things. Mm-hmm. Start your day right. Correct. And I mean, 
it's almost to the point where I probably don't even need a multivitamin. Um, back whenever I was less strict with my diet, I definitely needed a multivitamin, Mm -hmm. but now really that shake, like you said, almost hits all of my micronutrient requirements for the day. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and like I said, I love it. Those chia seeds, like that's, that's probably the biggest, the chia seeds and the spinach are probably the two biggest contributors in that. Um, I would say the mixed berries. And when I say mixed berries, a lot of the times, whenever I look for mixed berries in the supermarket, they come with uh, strawberries. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really like strawberries. They're a little bit higher in sugar and they're not like a true berry in my mind. So I try to find the blend of mixed berries that are strictly blackberries, raspberries, and um, blueberries. Cool. Very nice. I like that you touched on that. Uh, when it comes to fruit, I always tell people like, um, you know, fruit is a natural, healthy, whole food. So good on you for eating fruit. But if you want to make it the best possible, berries are the best fruit there are as far as mm-hmm. just being lower in sugar and higher in nutrients. Yeah. And fiber as well. Fiber, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only fruit that I generally eat myself once in a while, mm. put a banana in there, but yeah, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, <laughs> that's all I'll eat. See, see the other thing that I like, which this comes after I add kiwi. Mm-hmm. So I eat two kiwi a day because like bananas, you know, I, I used to eat bananas cause I always want to get my potassium up as high as possible. Mm-hmm. But then I found the kiwi is essentially, it's almost like a big berry mm-hmm. and it has so it has more potassium per gram of kiwi than a banana does. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So eating, I eat two kiwis pretty much every day and that, but that's after. So that's my next meal and I'll, I'll probably bring it up again there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I almost consider kiwi like a, a super fruit. I was just going to say kiwi is kind of a superfood that flies under the radar. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think of, boy, there's some nutrient in kiwi that it's higher in kiwis than, than it is in almost anything else. And I wish I could think of what it was. I don't know if you know, Ricky, I'll have to look it up. Um, but I think it's actually really good, uh, a potent stimulator of um, mitochondrial biogenesis, like growing hmm. new mitochondria. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's pyroquinoline quinone, the same thing that's in dark chocolate, actually. I'll have to look hmm. it up to, to be sure so I don't say the wrong thing. But okay. um, yeah, kiwis are definitely a superfood. They're they're incredible. And that's yeah. actually something I should eat more of. Uh, now that it's summertime, I, uh, I'll start introducing a few more fruits. I eat fruit seasonally. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just kind of a summertime thing. And I want to make sure to put some kiwis in this summer. <laughs> Do it. And, okay. So th- the common thread there, though, is we all start our day as healthy as possible. And that's something that, like, I, I think more people should try to do because it's easy to sort of once you've fallen off on trying to eat healthy, you tend to like throw out the rest of the day, you know? So, um, I say at least start your day as healthy as possible. When you wake up in the morning, you have the most willpower, you know, you're the most likely to actually do things right. And then just try to keep that trend going throughout the day. Um, you know, what you find typically is people might eat a healthy breakfast, maybe have a healthy brunch, And then, but then like maybe they'll fall off the wagon and have like a really unhealthy lunch or afternoon snack or whatever. And once people fall off the wagon, that's when they're like, ah, the day is shot. And I'm just going to like 
<laughs> have fun and just eat whatever I want to for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I try to get people to eat as healthy as possible for breakfast, at least start it right and get off on the right foot and then try to continue that trend throughout the day for as long as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see that we all, I mean, unsurprisingly with the three of us, but we all start our day as healthy as possible with a good meal to get the day kicked off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, going on to like, uh, some, I don't know, lunch or mid morning snack ideas. Um, I mean, and the funny thing here is all of these things now I could list in any order because for me, you know, I could eat an omelet, you know, eggs and bacon and a bunch of mixed vegetables and stuff like that as a lunch. I could eat it as dinner time. So I'm the same. None of the next few meals are going to be, they could be lunch. They could be dinner. They could be a snack, but, um, yeah, some of my favorite things to eat. Um, I'm going to throw in eggs. That's one of my big go-tos. Uh, I eat a lot of eggs probably probably eat like a dozen to a dozen and a half a week, I would say of eggs. Um, but one of my favorite meals last night for dinner, I had eggs with uh, some bacon, onion, garlic, arugula, all mixed with butter. Whenever I eat eggs, I always try to throw in um, as many vegetables as I can, just because it's a great way to get more leafy greens in your diet. Mm-hmm. If you're not a salad eater, especially. Um I don't know, that's one of my meals, you know, the thought process there is just the eggs are one of the most nutritious foods for you. Healthy proteins, healthy fats. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking it in butter. That's more healthy fats, mm-hmm. getting a lot of vegetables mixed in. So again, a high protein, high fat, low carb meal, mm-hmm. um, super nutritious. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. you guys, what, what would be a, a midday meal for you? We can just keep rotating on this, I guess. We'll come up with maybe like 10 good meal ideas for people. Okay. Yeah. Um, midday. And like Andy, you said, a lot of this is interchangeable. So like my three big, you know, food heavy meals are all interchangeable. So like one I'll do is um, like canned salmon. Um, Bar Harbor makes a wild caught, um, you know, salmon that is really, really good. I'll have a can of that, which is like close to 40 grams of protein. Yeah, I'll throw that in. Um, I'm a big vegetable fan. You know, we do, you know, this year we're doing a huge garden. In the past, we do like a um, community, like a CSA type thing. So we have a lot of vegetables, like cabbage and, you know, all the greens and everything. So I'm constantly, is my base for my main meals, just choosing a core group of vegetables. And it's whatever is, whether it's in season or it's in the fridge um that that's my base and then i'll throw on my protein like i said i'll generally have probably that salmon every other day um Mm. a can of that there's a lot of healthy fats in that great protein clean source um and then you know i'm getting in probably one to two tablespoons of olive oil with that like i said the garlic and ginger um i'll do a lot of i say a lot maybe a two bricks uh maybe a four ounce brick um, a month of raw cheese, like, uh, the cheddar mm-hmm. cheese there, the maple, and, you know, there's a whole host of those. I'll throw some of that in there. Um, yeah, and that's, that's like the lunch and the dinner, I guess, breakdown of whatever kind of combinations they want. But I guess for the people listening, like I'm thinking of it as almost systematic when I'm choosing it. So like a what's in my fridge and it's normally always healthy. And so then I start with a vegetable, um, you know, or two or three, 
and then I'll put that mm-hmm. in my bowl. <laughs> it's sort of like going to like a buffet or a Chipotle, like make your own bowl. <laughs> um, and then I'll throw on my meat, you know, whether it's uh, beef, um, salmon, um, you know, the, the chicken, the whole host of venison, whatever. And then I'll top it off with a ton of fats. Um, the carbs will vary there and the kind of vegetables I choose will vary based on my activity and how I feel. Maybe I'm going no starchy carbs and then just heavy on greens. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going a lot of starchy carbs with sweet potatoes, white potatoes. Maybe I'll throw in some rice. All depends on my activity, how I feel, my energy, um, you know, where I'm at. And so I don't have like do this and not that. It's just how I feel with that. And then, mm-hmm. and then I'll top it off with, like I said, fats. Um, olive got, oil, yeah, olive oil, macadamia nuts, pumpkin seeds. I like those. Um, you know, uh, coconut flakes, um, organic hmm. sour cream, uh, the cheese. Um, this yeah. is gonna be more of a list of the ingredients that we eat versus yeah. The I don't, that's how I do though, because I, I just I have this long list of ingredients that I consider healthy things yeah. like you do. I just keep my house stocked with them and then yeah. I mix them however I want to for a meal. And you know, mm-hmm. like you said, make your own bowl at Chipotle sort of thing. Yeah. And I honestly I run all of my food off what I call my master grocery list. And so for like 10 or 15 years, I've had a list and it's one sheet of paper that I've edited, mm-hmm. tweaked, and made changes on throughout the years of foods that just really go well with me. And then I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm based on the season and how I feel and my training and life and what's available. Like I'm constantly just pulling combinations off that sheet. Uh, most mm-hmm. of that sheet's in my head, obviously, but like I'm referring to it probably twice a month, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's not... Yeah, that's just how I am. I think one of the most interesting things about this is going to be not even necessarily the exact foods we eat, but the thought process. And yep. like you said, you you when you're ready to eat, you're like, okay, what's my vegetable going to be? What's my protein going to be? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what you start with. Make sure you get your your protein needs met. Make sure you find mm-hmm. some, get some good healthy nutrients from your vegetables or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you just throw on top whatever you're kind of feeling at that moment. Make your own bowl, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I work too. So my first example was, okay, what's my, my protein going to be? I'm going to have four eggs. That's going to be this meal. That's my protein content. And then I'm just throwing in a whole bunch of vegetables and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's my meal. That's mm-hmm. kind of my thought process as well. Whenever I'm ready to eat, it's like, okay, what's my protein going to be here? And then what am I going to put on top? Some healthy fats, maybe some healthy carbs, Yep. you know, mm-hmm. some vegetables, if it fits with that meal. And I, and I think like the, the things that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of focused on is like, where's the activity level for the day? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, am I sedentary? Am I super busy? You know, what's that look like? Is it a workout where you really want to get some protein maybe right away? Exactly. And then, you know, a constant availability of healthy choices and that takes a shit ton of effort. And I think that's a big takeaway for people listening. Like, you know, that's where you get jammed up or in trouble when, you know, you're hungry and you have just bad choices or no choices. Um, but when you have lots of choices, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a replenished store of good things, it's literally like going like my refrigerator. Andy, you've stayed at our place. Like it's like um, a, a grocery store. <laughs> 
fantastic. Yeah. Clean, healthy options. You got a bunch of different vegetables in there. Yep. You have a, a freezer down in your basement full yep. of venison and other meats and um, Atlantic salmon, Alaskan salmon yep. and, and so on. So you've always, you've got like this little mini health food grocery store in your house and you yeah. just kind of pick and choose what you want for each meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the, that's the biggest part is um, making sure that you you're stopped on all these good, healthy options. And there's no crap in your house for the most part. Um and yeah. then you just mix and match as you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that you put in that your meal that you just talked about was the, um, the, the canned, the bar Harbor brand, uh, Alaskan or Atlantic salmon. I think it's Alaskan. Alaskan. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And I love that too. I'll, I'll point out that one of my meals was, um, uh, in very similar involved sardines, the same yeah. company though, like that bar Harbor, mm-hmm. their bar Harbor sardines, bar Harbor. Um, they make a cracked pepper, uh, mm-hmm wild herring filet that's incredible the Atlantic salmon is amazing um some people the idea of eating canned fish is kind of weird to them Mm -hmm. but i know a lot of people struggle with trying to find high protein and convenient high protein foods Mm -hmm. so canned fish is very convenient and i'll say that that bar harbor brand if you can find that in your local grocery store tastes really good it's way better than like any of the typical canned fish you would find from most other brands yeah, I actually find, Andy, it's good that you brought up that, like, the other brands, um, a lot of it's gross. Like, yeah. there's, there's bone left in there. And, you know, this is, like, Bar Harbor is smoked. I think yeah, and it's like a filet of fish. Like, when I say that I eat the Bar Harbor canned sardines, mm-hmm. I've eaten plenty of sardines from other brands where, like, you know, people have seen sardines before. You peel it back, and it's, like, you look like you're looking at a can of minnows. Like there's actual like whole fish in there and you see like the fish head and everything and the tail mm-hmm. and it really grosses people out. The bar Harbor sardines, you open it up and it just looks like a big filet of fish. Like they're mm-hmm. these huge, just smoked filets, no skin, no yep. tail head, anything like that. And they taste phenomenal. It's just yeah, like I, a filet of fish. Yeah. And you turned mm. into that actually. And so, yeah, in, in substitute for the salmon, I'll eat, the sardines when I don't feel like the salmon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I'll, that I'll um, put in two things that I've like summertime, especially I go on a, a mini smoothie kick. Um, this mm. is like super basic, um, but it tastes good. It's low calories, but I like it. It's um so one and a half cups of blueberries mixed with one cup of water and three scoops of collagen. Mm. And I blend that up in a ninja and mm. the collagen makes that very fluffy, almost like you could eat it with a spoon and it's sweet enough, obviously, because it has the cup and a half of berries. Um, and that tastes really great for me. And that's like a treat almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can put a banana in there. I've done that before. You know, you can mm. obviously add a whole host of things there, but you know, that's, that's, uh, something that's super easy, quick and tastes really good on a hot day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky, you want to throw in, uh, anything here? What do you got for a meal? My other ginormous meal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for this meal, I tend to like, my, let's say this is my post-workout meal. I have about eight to nine ounces of chicken breast. I have 400 grams of broccoli. And I have two kiwis and, and I know, and it sounds like so boring and it sounds like, you know, 
because do you, but, do, you, do you do season like the chicken breast and stuff is it like salt, pepper, like what, what's your seasoning kind of thing? So I like to use garlic. So I do use garlic and I have butter. So I cook it in butter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so butter and garlic is like kind of like my base for like my sauce almost for when I cook my chicken breast. But I also I, I like to keep it simple with just salt and pepper. Other than that, it's just what I like. You yeah. know, I'm actually so the one thing that, you know, versus you guys, I'm a very picky eater. and i i hate fish i wish i wish i liked fish because it is so healthy for you well this is great though for people to hear because when i do nutrition stuff with people Mm -hmm. half of the the people that i'm doing nutrition counseling with um when we're talking about like what are the healthy foods you like what are the ones you don't like i hate fish is like the most (laughs) common thing that i hear so this is really great for for all of our listeners because there's a lot of people that i that are in agreement with you on fish thing so i'm i'm that typical client Yep. Where I I despise fish uh, and I I really hate a lot of vegetables like there I I love zucchini don't get me wrong I would love like to make some zucchini like uh, chips or something like that I also like um, what is another what is another vegetable that I like because <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider potatoes a vegetable I consider it a starch so I, but I do like potatoes I am Irish you know I can allowed to say that. <laughs> And, uh, so, but yeah, I hate, I hate vegetables, but I really love broccoli. Mm -hmm. So that's why I kind of capitalize on that. And I kind of sneak in that spinach. I'm not a huge fan of spinach, but I sneak it into my smoothie and I really don't taste it. So that's why I really like kicking that into there and getting me some more leafy greens. I'm going to chime in and just say that you and I are actually kind of similar, um, for as much of a health nut as people would like describe me as. I've never liked vegetables. I was never mm-hmm. a big vegetable eater. Um, when I was young, I liked fruit, but I, you couldn't get mm-hmm. me to eat a vegetable to save my life. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of slowly introduced them to my diet over the last 20 years or whatever. And there's more of them that I do like now, mm-hmm. but I still, I'm the same as you. I have to like sneak them into meals, which is why, like I said, if I'm eating uh, eggs, that's a good opportunity for me, you know, scrambled eggs. To like mm-hmm. throw in a whole bunch of arugula, spinach, collard greens, mustard greens, like yeah. a, a mix of greens. And once they saute down and they're just kind of mixed into these, you know, this buttery scrambled egg mix that I have, um, I just taste buttery scrambled eggs mm-hmm. and it's delicious, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just like I sneak it into that like you sneak it into your smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll also chime in. So like I will say – um up, really up through college like I didn't like vegetables at all <laughs> uh, but over the last you know 15 years I've gotten to eat almost all vegetables now other than beets I hate beets I think uh-huh. you eat more vegetables than any than me and Ricky combined yeah, yeah. I, I hate eat a beets. lot a lot of vegetables but Let's mm-hmm. say, let's put it, put this out there. I'm also sneaking them in. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's, that's important for people to hear because a lot of people feel that they should eat more vegetables, but they, most people, their only idea for doing that is that they have to have a salad, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I, which is usually like one of the least healthy things that they eat because they're putting some horrible dressing on it. Like, yeah. you know, to make it taste good. Right. And there's a lot better ways, I think we've all found, to get your vegetables in. You get to get mm-hmm. a lot more of them in, in a way that you actually enjoy. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I eat out of that bowl. Like, mm-hmm. because I'm not putting, like, neatly on a plate, like, my protein, you know, a vegetable and this, and then just, you know, circling around it. I just throw it all in. And when you've got sour mm-hmm. cream and olive oil and meat and all this and a ton of vegetables also, 
the vegetables don't taste like plain broccoli. <laughs> they right. taste totally different. And so that's how I'm able to really flood my diet with a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. is I'm not just choosing to eat, you know, two cups of cabbage just by itself. <laughs> like, you know, I'm unlike not- some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love with you with broccoli, right? <laughs> yeah. But I do use like butter and garlic in it. Yeah. And and I did think of another one. I love fresh green beans. Mm-hmm. Like oh, fresh good. green beans, whenever those are like in season, uh, I'll, I'll cut out my broccoli for some good green beans mm-hmm. cooked the same way, butter and garlic. Yeah. And another thing I want to specify is with kiwi, a lot of people, and I hate this, but I mean, I, I guess it's a, it's a preference thing. I eat the entire kiwi. Mm-hmm. Minus like the the eat little the pits. Pen. Yeah, minus yeah. the little pits on the end, you know, which are kind of like inedible. But I eat the whole fruit and the skin and I love it because it adds a little bit of like a bitterness mm-hmm. to it. And I like that crunchy texture that it gives it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will just cut the kiwi and then scoop out the actual fruit and you're missing a lot of that extra fiber. And I'm sure there's other nutrients in the uh in the actual skin as well that people are just not getting. Huh. You know, Ricky, I because you mentioned it again. Sorry, I'll just say this. I just looked it up on my phone because um, you just mentioned kiwi again. So I looked it up, um, and yes, the the nutrient that I was thinking of is PQQ. That's what they usually call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it stands for I think it stands for pyroquinoline quinone. I believe um, I don't have that right in front of me. It just says PQQ, but um, it's uh, really important for mitochondrial health. Mm-hmm. And it's rich in foods like spinach, kiwi. Kiwi is one of the biggest ones. Um, green tea, dark chocolate. So th- those are some of the superfoods that have that mitochondrial boosting nutrient that we really don't get too much of. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry about that. I interrupted, but I just wanted to get clear on that. Well, I've actually never even eaten a kiwi, but I'm going. What? To, what? I'm going. To, yeah, I know, right? It's like I'm going to now. So, like today, I'm going to go to Hannaford and get some. So there we go. Good. Maybe some more people will too. Yeah. No, that's really that's awesome. <laughs> I, put, I put kiwi right up there with um blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, okay. strawberries, even though Ricky doesn't love those, but um, <laughs> like the health, the really healthy fruits. And I could probably put that in that blueberry smoothie, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. It tastes good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy some of those. Um, you know, another, so the way, so after, before bed, um, so I generally stop eating at eight and then I'll mm. start eating between 10 and 11. So that's what, 14, 15 hours of fasting. Uh, before bed, you know, some people don't like to go to bed full. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. sleep really good when I'm really not stuffed, but like full. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a go-to every night. Um, it changes some things here and there again, based on how I feel, but like, um, I love, um, organic Greek yogurt, plain mm-hmm. Greek yogurt mixed with 90% dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. mixed with um chia seeds oh yeah because the chia seeds fluff up and yeah, it thickens it oh it thickens it yeah it's great yeah. um and then one of two things i'll either throw like two or three tablespoons of almond butter in there mm. or um and andy you know i'm on the kick now with those oatmeal balls there yeah so yeah. it's oatmeal uh some honey butter 
almond butter. Um, uh, is that it? Is that, oh, um, and flax flax meal. Um, and I think mm. putting cacao powder in also, right? Yeah. So I make those into like energy balls, and I'll generally throw one of those on top of that bowl. <laughs> Um, if I don't want that, then I'll just like it just go with standard almond butter. Um, but that's a pretty like it doesn't stuff me by any means, but um that's probably gosh, in the vicinity of six to seven hundred calories right there before back. Wow. And that'd be like it seven or eight o'clock or something. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Going to bed at nine, nine thirty. Yep, exactly. So I'm I try to have that finished by eight, eight fifteen at the latest. Um, and then I'll mm-hmm. chill for a good hour and a half and then go to bed. Um, but I really like that. Um, I don't know. It, it's like a little bit of a dessert, but it's all healthy. Um, it does the job for me. Yeah, I think that's a, a really cool thing that we just touched on there, too, is that, you know, you've got this idea that circulates around that you shouldn't eat late at night. Like somehow that's going to mm-hmm. make you fat or it's, you know, bad for you in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear people repeating this all the time. Cause it was kind of pushed down our throats for a little while. Like try not to eat at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, past like 5 PM or something like that. Yeah. And that, that's definitely a myth too. Like the, the key thing is just making sure that you, you don't overeat in a, in a, an entire day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think for the typical person, maybe who, some people eat too much throughout the day. You know, they're, they're eating a large breakfast, snacking throughout the day, big lunch, big dinner, all that kind of thing. Maybe if you're doing that, then it's not a good idea to have like that big meal or like a, a big comfort food thing at 8 PM or whatever, when you're watching Netflix, yep. um, you know, if you're, if that's pushing you over your calorie limit for the day or just making you over consume. But if you, if you're eating the appropriate amount of calories for you, that can come in the morning that can come before bed that can come whenever you want to. There's not like a special like time of day that's off limits or a special time of day that you're supposed to eat. We've all said that we sleep better and feel better if we eat late at night. Mm-hmm. And me too. I mean, I have to eat, you know, I usually go to bed around 10, 10 30, 11 PM. And I'm usually eating something pretty big around like eight or 9 PM. Um, which a lot of people think is, you know, a no, no in the health and fitness world or whatever. Um, but we all do that with pretty regularly, I think, and, mm-hmm. uh, with good results for us. Right. Yeah. Cause my one, if I do my one meal a day in the evening, I normally get home around five 30, let's say, and then I have to prepare my, my pretty big meal. And yeah, so maybe like 2000 calories for you, 2,300 calories roughly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, and I, I, mean, I might, yeah, I might start eating it at like six fifteen ish if I'm, you know, and I'll try to eat it as I finish things. So it doesn't get cold when I'm trying to pre- prepare other stuff, but I would say by seven, maybe seven fifteen, I'm finished eating. And then I go to bed by eight 30. Yeah. So, you know, and, I, I, and I'm perfectly fine. And what's interesting <laughs> to me is, you know, talking with the two of you and hopefully people can take this away. There's sort of like two reoccurring themes here for people here. um, If they don't want to overcomplicate things, none of us are eating any processed foods. Yep. (laughs) Um, You didn't hear, this is, I'll say for myself, and I'm pretty sure for you two, seven days a week. 
like it's yep. pretty darn consistent with that. Um, I mean, I mean, if we get into those cheat meals, sure. I'm gonna, I'm, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, but, we'll in a sec. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but for the for the most part, the vast majority, right, are unprocessed whole foods with one ingredient that you can recognize. Like I think yep. that's a big piece for people to understand that. The second thing is the, the limited sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. So we've mentioned fruit here and there, touched on it, this and that, but overall very low sugar. That doesn't yeah. mean low carb. So there's a difference. There. Right. Um, I think my sugars are right around like 50 grams a day or something like that. Which is sure. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, 175, you know, body weight activity, lots of muscle. Right. So like, you know, someone, that is consuming 150 grams of sugar, right? And doesn't Which have three yeah. grams of soda. Which, that's like yeah. one soda. Like one soda is like 50 grams of sugar. Yeah, and you're yeah. getting that in your entire day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're not carrying the muscle mass that you are, we are, and the activity is different. You can see where you can get screwed real fast. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the the low sugar is is huge 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 for all of us and i think everyone listening so i just mm-hmm. want to say that yeah um maybe just to throw in another uh we didn't say anything about red meat but i mean uh i do eat ground beef is a pretty regular meal for me we don't need to like talk about the actual meals because we've listed all the different various sides that we like to have but usually if i eat um red meat if i'm having a burger or a steak or some ground beef with taco seasoning or something like that mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be sauteing some vegetables on the side. And that's another way, again, to sneak in vegetables. I can saute a whole mountain of like leafy greens down into a small pile. Mm -hmm. And then if I have a spoonful or a forkful of that, along with a forkful of beef, I mean, that just, that tastes good to me. You know, I mostly taste like the beef and the the seasoning that I have on it and stuff. And when I saute vegetables, there's going to be salt and pepper on there with like garlic and onion and things that make it taste good. So I always try to have vegetables on the side. Um, but I would say I eat beef probably eh, two to three times a week, something like that. Um, I don't know, Josh, you do beef, you do venison. Yeah, I would say, yeah, gosh, I'm probably almost double what you're eating for beef. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but whether it's venison or ground beef, steak, a roast, chuck roast, you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm eating a fair amount. Um, but I want to let everyone know also that it's the cleanest form of, uh, red meat that you can eat. Um, so I would not recommend eating the amount that I eat with like just regular, um, you know, the cheap stuff from the store that's grocery store meat. Yeah. Like, I'm eating a hundred percent grass fed organic beef <laughs> mm-hmm. straight up. Like, you know, and that's important. And then the venison, um, you know, they're eating as nature intended, you know, they may not be eating all organic with the GMO corn, but it's still pretty damn good, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and then same thing with the, uh, the chicken pasture raised local chicken organic, um, I would not be eating the regular stuff from the store, but to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will, Ricky, you mentioned like, uh, some of the vices and things like that. So I wanted to get into some, a few things at the end here, but maybe right before we touch that, um, any snack ideas for people, like when they're out on the go, um, I'm thinking of things like for me, I like macadamia nuts. I like pistachios. Sometimes if I want something that's not like a complicated meal, I'll have 
some of those for healthy fats. Mm-hmm. Um, I like beef jerky. Um, yep. You know, high that's quality beef jerky, high quality beef jerky. Yeah. That's really convenient to take with you or venison jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, uh, have anything that you throw into that snack category? Um, yeah, like chocolate, those oatmeal, yeah, chocolate. The oatmeal mm-hmm. balls that I said. Um, also, yeah, we, you know, I, with hunting, I get about 20 pounds of jerky per year. Mm-hmm. So, I'm eating jerky, macadamia nuts, like you said, um, uh, hard boiled eggs. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. That's yeah. that we do somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Forgot about that. I used to do those a lot. I used as a snack was hard boiled eggs, but since I don't snack anymore, I kind of yeah, right. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then go macro so, bars, protein bars, you know, you had to eat no cow bars. Um, right. uh, I don't really eat those so much anymore. I've, I, I, what I usually, when it comes to bars lately anyway, mm-hmm. has been the go macro bars, which okay. are, which are, you know, pretty clean. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're made from single ingredient, real foods, you know, it's not a uh, hyper processed or anything. It's, mm-hmm. they have maybe like whatever, five to 10 ingredients, but it's all just real food mashed into a rectangle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, but those are a little higher in sugar. It's not the sort of thing that I would want most people eating throughout the day. But again, mm-hmm. for, for our activity level and stuff, you know, if I'm out hiking around or rock climbing all day long, if I eat two or three of those throughout the day, just to keep my calorie content up a little bit, I'm burning right through them quick. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make too much of a difference. I like your, your oatmeal balls that you make are a better or a nice substitute for those go macro bars, which can get kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they can. And, you know, something similar to the go macro, but like homemade, um, like the homemade trail mixes, like it's not hard to do, you know, you can find a bunch of different combinations of foods that you want to put into a bag (laughs) and then you have a healthy choice. Um, I like with that trail mix, I, I put in like uh, organic coconut flakes, um, Mm -hmm. not, you know, covered in sugar, just plain coconut flakes. And they taste mm-hmm. amazing and they pack a ton of energy and fats. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the, the whole like prepping it yourself type thing for healthy snacks is doesn't take a lot of effort, but you can get a lot of out, out of it. Mm-hmm. So the, the two questions that I had to kind of wrap this up with would be, um, and we can answer these in any order at the same time, but is there anything that you, don't eat often, but you feel like maybe you should eat more of, um, and maybe there isn't, I don't know. And then the other thing is, um, are there any vices or certain things you feel like you maybe eat too much of right now? Things you're really enjoying at the moment that you, uh, I don't know, um, that maybe aren't as healthy as they could be, but they're kind of your, um, your, uh, comfort, I don't know, enjoyment sort of foods, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anything that you uh, would like to include more in more of in your diet or anything that you're um, any of your favorite vices. I don't know if you want to yeah. take either of those. Well, the one that is like glaringly huge and it, I wish I could eat, I could actually eat this every day would be um, fresh fish. And so yeah. like um, not the canned version, um, mm-hmm. it's like a baked Atlantic salmon sort of thing or well, Alaskan, yeah, Alaskan, Alaskan, yeah, Alaskan salmon. I could live on that. Like I could have that probably twice a day. I would smoke it, bake it, <laughs> everything under the mm-hmm. sun. Um, but to get a good clean form of, of salmon now you're looking at, 
on the low end, $15 a pound, upwards of 30. And yeah. so when I'm paying six, seven bucks for beef or chicken, you know, <clears throat> it's not really sustainable, you know. That was on my yeah. list too. Yeah. So that'd be yeah. Nice. If I liked fish, I would say that, but <laughs> I would say listening to this conversation, I'm definitely going to add in some dark chocolate, I think, mm -hmm. and see how that affects me. So I'm going to probably eat more of that. Uh, what else would I add in? There was something else I was going to add in, but something for me is, um, I, I wish that I could get a few more herbs in my diet. Um, things like, uh, parsley, that's really mm. good for you. And I barely get any of that. Um, uh, occasionally I'll, I'll make like a, I don't know, like a chimichurri sauce or something that has parsley in it, but it's really rare that I use that, but like parsley, you know, basil, dill, cilantro, any of those kind of mm -hmm. things. Um, herbs tend to be really high. They tend to be pretty nutritious and uh, really high in antioxidants and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. you know, whether there's much benefit to that or not is maybe debatable, but, um, they do add a lot of flavor and stuff. I wish I had more of them in my diet. Uh, just, I really enjoy eating them. And I do think that there's kind of a variety of nutrients in there that might be worthwhile, mm -hmm. but, um, herbs are kind of expensive <laughs> and I use a lot of them at a time. So that just kind of limits me a little bit. You should grow your own. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like a weed. Yeah. Mo yeah. Most uh, herbs are, are essentially like a weed. They grow so easily. Yeah. I need, I need a little garden, I guess. That's, that's the key there. Um, um, another well, one for me, kind of in the same vein is uh, mushrooms. I really like oh, mushrooms a lot. I, I love when I have them in most of my meals actually around the side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just forget to buy them, to be honest with you, <laughs> I just pass them up in the supermarket. I always just forget to go there, but you know, they're also rich in nutrients, um, mm -hmm. high in selenium, high in some minerals that we maybe don't get in some of our other foods. So, uh, mm -hmm. that's something that I'm going to try to add a little more often to some of my meals. What yeah. kind of mushrooms do you Like shiitake, rishi, portobello, white button mushrooms. They're all good for you. You can really take your pick. Um, okay. 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 Yeah, because I want to yeah. add, add more of that. I love mushrooms. But just like you said, I forget to buy them. Me too. I absolutely love them, and I just somehow never remember to get them. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I forget to buy them too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Ricky, you just don't like them? Yeah, or? I don't mind the taste of them, but their texture just really gets to me and i just i cannot take that spongy disgusting <laughs> texture i'm sorry so funny. um but the so i did think of some other things i want to add more tea to my diet yeah. i i don't drink much tea and i think like green tea or matcha tea would be a a, a good benefit to yeah. kind of add in there and like you morning. Yep. yeah and then like you said like um adding some beef jerky if i was going to add like another snack to my diet or something yeah. i'd probably go with the beef jerky thing and trying to figure out my own way to make my own beef jerky. Yep. I, I can help you with that. <laughs> cool. Um, I've made it a lot and I love making it. Um, so I can definitely help you with that, Ricky, if you want to get into that. Cool. Um, Andy, I had a question real quick. You said reishi mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so I harvest that uh, like for tea um, at specific locations. I find a lot of it. So like, are you, that's a pretty tough mushroom. Um, even in season. So are you slicing it and putting it in meals or what are you doing with reishi? 
Oh, to be honest with you, I just threw that name out there. Um, the ones I eat the most are the shiitake, um, the portobello, and the white button mushrooms okay. when I do buy them from the supermarket. Okay. Um, now that I think about it, I don't know if I ever see reishi in a supermarket. I think that would be more like something you would have in like a tea or yeah. even a supplement form. Okay, okay. Because I wasn't sure if I was missing something there because I've done the tea and I know like we're into like chaga and the different kinds of, you know, tea from, you know, the mushrooms within the tea. Um, but I didn't know if you were, cause that's a tough, pretty rubbery. I didn't know if you were. Yeah. There's some amazing mushrooms out there that have incredible health benefits. Things like, uh, like you said, chaga or like lion's mane, or, you know, this is a whole host of them. Yep. Um, and I'm not sure some of them may lend themselves more to cooking and some might just be better off as like a supplement or a tea. Yep. Um, they're all fantastic for you. Um, I'm not sure exactly which ones are, are better as a meal option or not. Sure. So yeah, Rishi might be one of the T ones. Okay. Okay. And one thing I about them? Uh, one thing oh, yeah, lastly I can throw because I know uh, Jesse's going to be listening to this. Um, <laughs> she does a I think it's like a shot of chaga um, tea per day. Um, I would I would advise people to look up chaga C H A G A mushroom um and just research the health benefits of that andy i know me and you are super advocates of that and jesse too she's listening um you can find it you know in the woods sometimes uh you can buy it it's all over there's a website hmm. called birch boys um we make our own um in a crock pot and it's just a black earthy tea that has Hmm. massive immune components to it. I know, Andy, you can talk a lot more on that if we did another episode, but I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Are we going to talk about cheat food now? I'm kind of anxious yeah, yeah. for that Rick, one. Ricky's ready to, ready to cheat. <laughs> yeah, what are, what are some like vices, any things that you uh, reach to too often or just things that like maybe if you have a cheat day that you like, what do you go with? Ricky, kick us off. Ice cream. I just... <laughs> I don't know. I just can't get enough. If, uh, whenever I do cheat and I mean, my, uh, my wife's grandparents actually love ice cream. Mm -hmm. So anytime we hang out with them, they're always like, Oh, let's go get ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, you know, so I, it may be like once a week or once every other week, but I, I do have, let's say an ice cream cone. And that's, mm -hmm. that's probably one of my biggest cheats that I do. That's interesting. I was, uh, I was wondering, what you were going to say about like the, the type of ice cream you ate, like the quality yeah. of it or whatever, but you just kind of go to an ice cream store and get like the typical, the, the everyone's favorite. Yeah. You yeah. know, not, not, I'm not uh, going to lie about that one. You know, that I, I'm not going to say I go out and get some grass fed ice cream or anything. It's like, nah. <laughs> Nope. I just, I just go out to the local store and get some ice cream and you know, that's, Hey, that's my cheat. So yeah. Hey. Yeah. And that's good for people to hear too, because, you know, you don't, we've talked about it before, how uh, you want to eat as, as healthy as you can, but no one's going to be a hundred percent perfect. You know, if you can do 80% right and then 20% cheat, you're doing okay. If you make it 85, 15 or 90, 10, even better, but we're all going to have that little sliver in there. That's, you know, for enjoyment and for mental health. So mm -hmm. and people need to hear that. Like you don't have to be a total robot and just, be perfectly clean all the time. Mm -hmm. Josh, you do ice cream too, but you make your own, right? Yeah, I make my own. Um, 
you could argue if it's a cheat meal or not. I consider it so, somewhat of a cheat just because, you know, there is sugar in there, um, maybe mm. more so than, especially because if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go for it. And so, you know, there's honey in there, maple syrup. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make my own, um, but I enjoy that also. So it's cool. Um, you know, my two biggest cheats, um, it, you could argue if they're cheats or not, I guess, but like against the grain uh, pizza. Um, so it mm -hmm. is a gluten-free pizza, but it's not like it, it's more of a marketing scheme. Like the ingredient list is not great by any means. Um, there's palm oil mm -hmm. in there and there's certain preservatives and stuff, but I love that pizza. Um, there's other uh, gluten-free pizzas that I, that I will indulge in. I think nature's place has one. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm not a big pizza guy, but I like their pizza. Um, I won't have it much, but you know, that I can definitely go for The other thing is chicken wings. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my God, dude, I could eat chicken wings. So I explode. <laughs> Like, How often? When, when oh, the chicken wings? Oh, not, not often. And so, like, my parents will make them, and it's from like store bought, you know, the chicken wings. And um, the sauce will be generally pretty clean, like a Frank's Red Hot with butter and stuff. So, it's not an awful choice. Um, you know, and probably maybe twice a year, where we at like a party, whether it's July 4th or something, and someone will have chicken wings there, right straight mm -hmm. up, probably done in vegetable oil and everything else. And yeah, like I won't have two and tease myself. I'll have 15. And, you know, I, I'm i a pretty clean running machine. And so I don't really feel shitty after that. I'm just fine. But I love mm -hmm. chicken wings. So. <laughs> Me too, man. I love chicken wings on occasion. <laughs> it's funny though, Josh's cheat meal, he just said was chicken wings, but he eats it like twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do it a little more frequently than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, and I'll say this to everyone listening, like, and I, I don't feel the need to cheat. Like, yeah. and, I, and yeah. I don't know, like, and it's not me being like, oh, Josh is some strict, you know, asshole. It's like, no, I actually really enjoy my food every meal. I'm not forcing, mm -hmm. I can tell you this straight up. I'm not forcing anything down my throat because, yep. it, because it's quote unquote healthy. I have a list of foods that I thoroughly enjoy. I love cooking. I love eating. I love whole foods. I love feeling good. And it's not like, Josh, if you could eat shit the rest of your life, you know, and still be healthy, would you do it? No, I like truly enjoy. I'm like a 10 out of 10 with the foods that I eat. Yeah. And hmm. I don't have the need to be like, yes, it's Friday. Let's, you know, binge because I've, right. I've deprived myself of X, Y, Z. I truly don't feel like I'm depriving myself of anything. Um, you yeah. and I are exactly the same there. I mean, like, cause the things that I listed as my, my cheats are things that people wouldn't even really consider. Most people wouldn't consider cheats. Mm -hmm. They're just, for me, they're the things that are, um, uh, I don't know, maybe slightly less nutritious than like salmon and vegetables or eggs and vegetables or beef and vegetables or whatever, you know? Um, so like for me, like the things that come up are granola, like a lot mm -hmm. of people think oh, granola yeah. health food, yeah. you know what I mean? But like one of the things that I've enjoyed lately is I get this Icelandic skier yogurt. It's yeah. called F A Y R, okay. and it's really high protein yogurt. It's awesome. It's um, I mean, one pint contains like eighty grams of protein. Yep. So I'll have like maybe a third of that container. That's like whatever, like twenty five to thirty grams of protein. Yep. And then I'll mix in a bunch of this 
granola and the, the brand that I usually buy is p- called purely Elizabeth. Yep. So it's this organic granola with like organic oats and yep. it's made with coconut oil. So it's like, and like to even call that a cheat is kind of funny, but I'm just trying to think of the things that I eat that are like the, maybe not the most optimal as far as like supplying my body with a ton of micronutrients and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the granola in yogurt is just a delicious mm-hmm. snack. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that's like eating ice cream almost. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I go with is, uh, lately I've been on a kick of these avocado oil potato chips that I found. Mm-hmm. And again, like, okay, so this is probably like the, the closest thing I can think of to a junk food that I eat because they are potato chips. But again, we're talking organic potatoes, kettle cooked in 100% avocado oil. So even when I'm cheating, it's like, I'm not feeling bad because I'm looking at this ingredient list and it's all like potatoes, avocado oil, salt. You know what I mean? Like it's, these are things I don't mind putting in my body. I'm not getting a bag of um, Frito-Lay potato chips in soybean oil. I'm not getting Doritos. You know, my treats, my cheat meals aren't, you know, Oreos and Doritos and Twinkies, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They're just granola, avocado oil, potato chips. And then like Josh said, I also like, um, my pizza is cauliflower crust pizza. Oh yeah. And I have that like once a week, I'll have a cauliflower crust pizza. But again, that's like, because the crust is made with cauliflower, it's gluten-free, it's lower carbohydrate. Um, it's not made with vegetable oil. So even my cheats are kind of a little on the cleaner side, but I do have, those are the things that I think I, those are my comfort foods that I go to, to enjoy something when I'm not trying to put the most nutritious thing in my body. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say right up, straight up. I eat all three of those. So like I I eat all of those. So yeah. Yeah. Again, not frequent, you know, that, that purely Elizabeth granola. I'm a huge fan of that in yogurt, huge fan of that, but I don't do it much. Um, the, the cauliflower pizza, same thing. Amazing. Delicious. I definitely don't have one a week, but, that's um they taste amazing so yeah i i'm on board with all those <laughs> nice um geez guys i mean i think we kind of wrapped up the, the topic here do you think that is there anything else that we we want to add to this is there any other questions or ideas you guys have i think we hit it pretty solidly i think i'm good yeah the only other thing i can say is like the importance of being satiated with foods you enjoy that way you don't make shit choices like you know, if you're going to a July 4th party or like Memorial Day coming up and you're starving <laughs> and there's just not good choices there, you're going to eat more of the bad stuff. And so don't mm-hmm. go there hungry, <laughs> like, you know, or have a snack, you know, with you or a bar or a protein shake. Like there's ways to hack that. And the three of us do that. So there's no excuses, you know. You know, and I think that the number one top uh, tip that you had, Josh, was just keeping your your house stocked with healthy options. Mm-hmm. So you always have plenty of vegetables, meats, whole foods, whatever, and you can just create and combine as you like throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are going to have to prepare meals ahead of time if they're going to work or whatever, but just making sure that you have a lot of good options in your house at all times makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And more people need to learn how to cook. Or want to cook, yeah, yeah. And, and find enjoyment in cooking because I can tell you that if you don't, um, I don't know, like finding food ready to eat is hard. <laughs> yeah, you can't control what goes into it. No, right. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I, I think people can find if they got decent at it. You know, of being enjoyable, meditative, holistic, 
Uh, I'm not a good cook, but I enjoy cooking. So, yeah. All right, cool. We're signing off. So, uh, yeah, subscribe. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or any episodes, we definitely want you to be on our team and subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. If you have any recommendations or, you know, topics you want us to dive into, maybe you want to be a guest, you know, let us know. We've been hearing from some people, some great stuff. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, as soon as we get, uh, as soon as we get a listener question where someone says that they have a topic that can you guys dive into this, we'll make that our next episode. So mm-hmm. anyone who listen, comment and let us know what you want to learn about or what you want us to touch on in future episodes. For sure. For sure. We'd love to hear that. And uh, as a reminder, the easy fit challenge is coming up mm-hmm. uh, by the time this airs. I think this will already be launched, but the easy fit challenge, you're going to find more info on our website, co-movement.com with that. So if it's something you're interested in, definitely it's going to be a great uh, starting point for many people to jumpstart, you know, a new healthy lifestyle. So look out for that. Um, and if you want to be a member of co-movement, co-movement.com, private coaching, online coaching, the whole deal, we can help you out. So, uh, if that's it, we're signed off and see everyone next week. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye guys. Bye, guys. All right.